Welcome to Houseplant Homebody. I'm your host, Holly, and I am here to tell you all about my favorite thing, plants. You ready? Thanks for tuning in to the seventh episode on June 24th, 2020. We're talking all about agave today. If you want to see more from Houseplant Homebody, you can find me at Houseplant Homebody on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and YouTube. Or visit my website where you can find all of those links at www.houseplant-homebody.com. Also, join me on Patreon for exclusive podcasts and YouTube episodes, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. Let's dive in. Agaves are types of succulents that are very sturdy, colorful, and, in my opinion, one of the most underused houseplants. They're commonly known as agave, obviously, American aloe, and century plant. If you hear someone call them agave rosettes, that refers to the agave structure of their leaves. They're typically formed in tight, dense figures. And they're commonly confused with cacti because of their thorns, but they are varieties of succulents. And cacti is also a form of succulent, so they're all in the same kind of little family. Agave also originates from the asparagus family. As I've said in multiple other podcasts that also had asparagus family plants in it, plants that are in the family are yucca, hosta, hyacinth, and lily of the valley. There are several, over a couple hundred varieties of agave out there, And on my website, houseplant-homebody.com, I will detail out at least the ones that I was aware of when I was doing my research and what I have seen out shopping around. All the varieties that I will list will include a little bit of a description too, just so you have an idea of the difference. Now we're gonna talk about the agave as a landscape plant. The agave can survive in hardiness zones of usually around 8 to 10, depending on the variety you're looking at. But there are some agave that can handle a little bit cold hardy situations, too, up to zone 5. They usually thrive in Mediterranean climates, but they also do very well in dry climates. You'll find the agave most diverse in Mexico. These guys love the sun, so they love to be in full sun if possible. There are some moments where they can have leaf burn. Usually it's when the agave is grown underneath a shade cloth at a nursery or something, then put directly into the bright light. It won't kill them, it might just burn the leaf a little bit. So make sure you're easing it into full sun if there's a situation like that. These guys can handle a couple hours of shade, but they don't like to be in a ton of shade much longer. They thrive in the full sun. They'll get a little leggy if they're in too much shade. They do their best in well-draining soils, but they can easily adapt. I would avoid clay soil if at all possible. If for some reason you're in zone 5, which like we are here, we're in zone 5, there's a lot of clay soil around here, make sure you're amending the soil with, with a compost or something a little bit lighter to mix in with it. And make sure that area you're planting in it has a lot of drainage. So if there's any bit of extra water in that space, that agave will not do well there. These plants do easily rot, so also make sure that there is no part of the leaves being covered by debris or soil. Once these plants are established, they will become drought tolerant, and too much water can cause rotting. While they're being established, though, you want to water them every week or two, depending on the environment that you're in. Most agave do have very sharp 
thorns. So be careful. Make sure your kids aren't running into them or your pets aren't digging around them or make sure you don't fall into them (laughs) because they do hurt. The fun thing about agave is they come in all sorts of sizes. Some stay under a foot tall and wide. Others can get over 10 feet tall. So make sure you're choosing the variety that's going to grow in your area the best. But they are very slow growing, so it's going to take them forever to get as big as they say. But just keep that in mind. The maturity size of a lot of these agave get very, very large. The other fun thing about agave is they range in colors from the foliage being green or blue, a combination of both, gray-blue. They also have variegation of white, yellow, green, blue, like an orange, bronze as well. So they range in so many different colors and sizes. Agave also does not tolerate being moved once they're established. So wherever they are is where they're staying. And since they can't really be pruned back very much, I again reiterate making sure you're understanding how big that agave can get down the road. If you think you're going to be living in that house for three years and you put in an agave that's going to get 10 feet, the people that come to that house down the road are not going to be happy with you. (laughs) So make sure you're just being considerate of the size it gets in the space you have. I also wanted to mention that agave do bloom, but unfortunately, that typically means that the actual plant, the agave rosette, dies off. So if it does bloom, it doesn't bloom for years down the road. I read on one website that maybe every century an agave blooms, so you probably won't see it blooming in the time that you would plant one in your own yard. Typically, even though the rosette does die off, a lot of times agaves will produce what they call pups, which are like mini agaves coming out of the base of the plant. And you can plant those and propagate those and produce a new agave. So just to recap on the agave as a landscape plant, its hardiness zone is in southern North America into Mexico. They usually thrive in Mexico. They prefer full sun and well-draining soil, and they come in several sizes and colors. All right, so now we're going to talk about houseplant needs, the sunlight, watering, fertilizing, and types of soil that agave need to be the perfect houseplant. Okay, so the kind of sunlight a houseplant agave needs is full sunlight. As much light as you can give it, the better. In my experience, it can tolerate indirect sunlight as well. I have about seven different agave, and I probably have two or three of them in a west-facing window, and they're doing great there. But I also have some in a north window, and that's also doing fine. The one that I have in a north window is a little bit bigger. I've probably had it for about five years now. And since previously I've had it in a little bit less light, not direct sunlight, it's gotten a little bit leggy. But another one I have in a north window is doing just fine. So for the health of the plant, it's best to keep it in bright, full sunlight if you have it and have the space for it. In regards to watering in agave, these guys can easily be killed by overwatering. So just making sure that you're letting the soil dry out in between each watering is best. Since they're considered a succulent, they rarely need to be watered. The downfall to agave is that they don't really indicate when they need watering. So make sure you're feeling the soil. If it is bone dry, that means you're probably good to water. You could also buy a moisture meter. That way you can get down lower in the soil to make sure that the base of the soil still isn't moist. 
Speaking of soil, probably the best soil to use is a very, very well-draining soil. You can use a cactus soil or a mixture of, for example, regular potting mix and pumice. That way you get a lot more drainage. And make sure you have a pot that has drainage in the bottom of it. Not having drainage in a pot with something that is considered a succulent is probably not good for it. There's always ways you can do it. I would just avoid pots that don't have drainage. So when it comes to fertilizing an agave, you want to do it in early spring or summer, depending on the kind of fertilizer you're using. Just avoid fertilizing in fall and summer because that's really when they're not producing the same amount of leaves that they'd be producing in the spring, the summer, the growing seasons. So a couple things you can do. I've always used slow release fertilizer. And if you're doing that kind of at half strength in early spring, you're usually good to go. But you could also use a liquid fertilizer. Those are the kind of fertilizers typically you're applying every month, every couple weeks, depending on which fertilizer you're using. So any fertilizer you're using, whether it's a slow release or whether it's a liquid fertilizer or water soluble or whatever, just make sure you're doing it at half strength. Now let's jump into some other facts and we'll do a recap about the agave. Alrighty, so some of the other facts that I saw online and kind of knew of just to expand upon our knowledge even more. Keep in mind, I mentioned this slightly earlier, but make sure your plant is not sitting too far in the soil and keep the base raised above the soil line. This basically goes for almost any landscape plant. In general, you never want to plant below the soil line. You always want to plant at least a couple inches above. Otherwise, the plant isn't going to get oxygen. And in this case with the agave, the plant's going to rot if it's sitting too far down. So make sure also when you're planting it as a house plant, you're keeping the base of that agave raised above the soil line a little bit. Also, keep in mind that agave actually would rather be root-bound, so you don't need to repot them very often. They're okay with sitting in their own little group of roots. I find that with a lot of houseplants, that seems to be the case, that they'd rather be a little bit more confined than spaced out too much. They do a lot better that way. Another fact that we all know, agave is known for producing tequila, specifically the blue agave is. And did you also know, here's the kicker, agave is considered poisonous. The raw agave sap is considered toxic and requires cooking before ingestion. So don't think that you can just go up to your agave plant and start nomming on it because that's not going to work for you. <laughs> the sap can also irritate your skin, so be careful when you're handling it. And just watch your children and pets around the plants. Also, don't forget about those thorns. They're really sharp, like I said earlier. But you don't want to get your kid all scratched up because that would just be really sad. Also, you don't want to get yourself all scratched up, so just be careful when you're handling it. I have actually been scratched several times by my agave. Sometimes it's a love-hate relationship with these dudes, but I still love them. Also, my fiancé has been scratched several times because the agave were sitting right next to the area we feed our dog, and every time he bent down, his arm <laughs> would get scratched by one. He's like, can you please move these? I'm like, fine. I'll find a new spot for them. So just be careful where you're putting them. If you have guests over at your house frequently, maybe put them up high or not necessarily at the end of a table or the end of an end table or something. That way people aren't getting scratched by them. They're still beautiful no matter where they are in your house. From a distance, close up, just love them. Another little tidbit here, agave nectar is also used as a syrupy sweetener. So if you've ever ordered a coffee, 
Like for me, I've ordered a coffee at Anodyne Coffee in downtown Milwaukee, and they have a type of coffee called the Bee Sting that has agave nectar in it. It was so good. I got it as like a nice latte. Oh, highly recommend it. Okay, so let's do a recap. Number one, watch out for those thorns. They can scratch you easily and they can hurt, but they are beautiful and so worth it. Recap number two, let this guy dry out in between waterings. They can rot because of overwatering, so just watch out for that. Number three, make sure you have them in enough light. They can handle indirect light, not such bright direct light, but they prefer to be in really bright window if possible. So make sure you give them enough light. And if you don't, they will stretch a bit. Number four, you can feed these guys. Feed them in early spring with either a half strength slow release fertilizer or with a half strength liquid fertilizer that you would be applying every two weeks to a month, depending on what the fertilizer instructions are. Number five, buying these guys is strictly for the foliage and the rosette structure. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Thank you for listening to the seventh episode of Houseplant Homebody, all about the incredibly underused and amazingly beautiful agave. And this is just a reminder that you can find more at Houseplant Homebody on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and YouTube, or visit my website where you can find all of those links at www.houseplant-homebody.com. And don't forget to join me on Patreon for exclusive podcasts and YouTube episodes, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. Your support means the world, and I can't wait to bring you guys more and more plant bios and info. Don't forget to check back every Tuesday for new podcasts and YouTube episodes. From one houseplant homebody to another, see you next time. For the amount of times that I mess up, I had to include bloopers again. Also, the agave does bloom, but unfortunately that means, that typically means the agave's rosettes die off. I don't like that at all. It doesn't sound good. Okay, I'm gonna reword that. <laughs> Not sitting in soil. Now I mentioned that earlier, but if it's sitting too far in, oh wait, I didn't even describe it right. Okay, back it up. Let's try this again. Or your pet, that would also be sad. They probably wouldn't feel it as much, but you know, whatever. They probably wouldn't feel it. Of course they'd feel it. They just wouldn't cry about it. <laughs> a type of drink. I can't remember the name of it is. I think it's a summer drink. I just got it. Something about a bee. Oh my God, I have to go on their website and figure that out before I actually post that. Because I want to say it. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs>